previously on the Riverdale Register. Yeah, the lights just flickered, and that was really weird. <laughs> um, I did hear that there was, like, a blackout potential because of some fires. Oh, but no. I, don't I hope think... that doesn't affect our at our podcast. Yeah, I don't. That's so selfish. I know it is. I don't think actually it would even if the if it went out, right? Because this is a laptop. So as long as you have You're power, right. which You're you do. You're right. Oh, my God. So fuck everyone else. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, I hope everybody is okay. <laughs> Register. Now we just go? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's been years, Caitlin. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is John Patton. And my name is Caitlin Riley. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. Hey, that's my line. Oh, wow. I, I feel like I messed up multiple things. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, John, how are you? How was your week? Happy Halloween. Happy, is that... It's been what? Halloween for so long. I love it. You, but, but, but you know I'm a Christmas person. Okay, but it doesn't mean Halloween doesn't exist. I, it, do you, I always wonder, do people go so hard for Halloween online because we just you actually don't see that many places decorated for Halloween out in the world? Um, I think that... Or is that just an L.A. thought? Because I don't see Halloween decorations anywhere in this town. I feel like I do see Halloween decorations, but maybe I'm also actively seeking out Halloween stuff, which sounds more real for me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Halloween Horror Nights was really well decorated for Halloween. Um, what else Halloween thing? What, I just did a thing that was scary. I just did it. Queen Mary, that was decorated for Halloween mm. as it was a Halloween event. Yes. So that was fun. Oh, I remember what happened to me this week. I got really anxious because on Tuesday when supposed to announce the results of that contest, they didn't. Oh, well and that's... I've been checking every day and they still just haven't. In fact, let me check right now. Wait, what if you check right now and it's good or bad news? Uh, well, now I'm really going to color the rest of this podcast, I know, isn't it? that's what I'm worried about. Here we go. Did they announce it? Oh, just, just, Jesus. Weirdly in a lot of pressure. The finalists have been announced. Oh, God damn it. Do I want to know? What happened? Nope, wasn't me. Oh, I'm sorry. They're an idiot. <laughs> the, the competition that you entered is smart enough to have wanted you for the second semifinals, round, and then and also they're terrible. Whoever yeah. the new person was that came in uh-huh. and had bad opinions, yeah, they suck. Ah, we hate them. Right, but it means I am like Jughead this episode. Actually, I don't think you were recruited senior year to a different high school, but we can talk about that. I I just mean he also lost his competition. Wow. But did he? I was pretty confused about that. We'll find out. Hey, Caitlin, what's the title of this episode? The title of this episode is Fast Times at Riverdale High, which is based on Fast Times at Richmond High, which is a movie um, based on Cameron Crowe's book. Fast Times at Richmond High, A True Story. And it was uh, directed by the director of Clueless, Amy Heckerling. Um, and today's a good day to talk about it because there was just a Clueless TV show, TV show, TV show, TV show reboot announced on Deadline that it's being shopped to networks. Everyone's really mad about it. I'm the only one not. Why are you not? So basically it is a show, takes place in 2020 or 2019 or whatever year it is. Um, and it's about, it's like a very modern adaptation of it. It's basically just, they, okay, 
So the show, the premise of the show is Cher and Dion from the original movie, but in 2019 or whatever, except the show is what happens when Cher goes missing and then it's like a mystery drama. And now here's the thing. I know John's already upset, but here's my argument. What people don't understand about TV. I would love to see a show that is not clueless and has this premise It doesn't exist because we live in a very IP-heavy world. It's an unfortunate thing, but it's just very rare to get a mystery drama on television that isn't, um, for teens at least, that isn't connected directly to an IP. It's not impossible, but it's pretty rare. So I just really want to see this. I don't know. I think it sounds fun. It's Riverdale. (laughs) What excites you about it is the plot. Yeah. And not the fact that it's clueless. Well, no, it is also kind of the fact that it's clueless because I love, like, I don't want to call it campiness, but I love, like, that world. Of, Do you like, think this is going to be campy, though? No, Because it sounds no. like it's going to be Riverdale. No, I don't think it's going to be Riverdale. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I don't think it's going to be serious like Riverdale can be because Riverdale is, I mean, it does kind of lean into campy on occasion. But I think this is going to be more like, um tonally fun but like kind of like a mystery that's what i'm getting where is this gonna be we don't know yet it's just the script is being shopped around so so nothing could happen so nothing could happen and like there have been a million like alleged reboots the internet's mad uh, god i don't i don't think anyone was asking for a clueless idea i think someone saw the title clueless and thought Oh, if it were a mystery, that would be like, oh, funny, clueless, clueless. Exactly. without that realizing that that movie exists. And I think it's called Without a Clue. Um, it's called Get a Clue, and it's with Lindsay Lohan. Thank you. So you already know this movie exists, and you can go watch it right now. I know. I think I might go do that later. But no, I think it's, what happened was somebody was offered the property, hey, we have Clueless, like we have this IP, um, can you do something with it? And that's how it works. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Nothing about this excites me. Well, John, because I'll be doing the Clueless podcast by myself. Yikes. I'm, I'm, honestly, my greatest fear is that everyone will listen to that, and it turns out I bring nothing to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, everyone's good. I'm actually going to start it today oh, just with the only That's so early. <laughs> the only information that I have is the deadline article, so it'll be me reading the deadline article. Well, okay then. Yeah. Should we do, like, Riverdale? We have a five-star review from Nose... From No9711 called Absolutely Worth Your Time. I was looking for Riverdale podcast to keep me occupied during the wait for season four when I stumbled upon this one. I went through every episode during a long drive I had recently. Let me just say, this did not disappoint. I was captivated by the hilarious banter between the John and Caitlin, the great (laughs) theories, the history behind the episodes, and most importantly, the amazing Betty impersonations. It feels like I'm talking through the episodes with my friends as I listen, and it makes me want to come back for more. I cannot wait for more content now that season four is airing. Keep up the incredible work. Aww. Thanks. Thank you. Um, this one is from Great for Really Anything. No, no, no. It's oh. this one. Oh, sorry. This one is Hands Down the Best Riverdale Podcast. What? No, there's no other ones. Um, Anna Always Shining is the person. Caitlin and John are entertaining. Thank you for helping me get through my work day. I love how open you both are with your opinions on all characters. I don't feel like you shove your political penis down <laughs> other people's throats. I like hearing both of your points of views on Riverdale. Keep up awesome podcast. Thank you. Thank you. See, it's not self-indulgent because we also read the negative ones. So... <laughs> Uh, we got a five star from Lily Bell 720. Great for really anything. Huge fan of the work these two have undeniable chemistry and are so funny, and I love gaining random pop culture knowledge from them all the time. Y'all are great, and I love you guys so much, and you always cheer me up. 
What is T-Y-S-M? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything genuinely the best peeps ever. Thank you. Oh, I thought her name was Eva, but I realized, no. Like, she was signing it. This one is love from Cinderella is Rachel, I think. Rachel J. I love, this is my favorite one because I'm like, this is, this is funny. I love the podcast. John is amazing. Has such intelligent responses and views. The only thing I would improve on if possible would be the audio. That is fair. Other than everything is flawless and by far my favorite Riverdale podcast. Thank, thank you. Ah, oh, so offended by this comment. <laughs> I read it and I was like, I'm really happy that I can help John's day. But God damn it, there is only two of us. It would not be hard to list other names. Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin someone specifically mentioned your Betty stuff earlier. You don't do a Betty impression, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's. <laughs> I'm not actually upset, but I just really wanted to have this bit where I was. Listen, this is between me and Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella is Rachel. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed in myself. Uh, we also have a five star from Becca Hiz. So glad you're back. Absolutely love the commentary in this podcast. Truly miss it during the hiatus. The only person in my life who watches Riverdale is my mom. So to hear people my age chatting about it makes my day. My mom doesn't listen to this. My mom does. I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> but I do always appreciate talking to people my own age about it as well. Same. Yeah. Uh, glad you guys are in the conversation. Uh, you can reach out to us on our on our Instagram now too if you wanna if you wanna chat. Oh yeah, you should actually look at that. Have you been looking at it? Yes, I've even posted a few things on the story, like two things. I we have... should both be doing that, shouldn't we? We should. And we should be posting pictures, and we should we have should. a thumbnail. I know. Okay, we need to be better about this. If you guys now, this is not us fishing for things. But if you guys do want to send us, like, memes or anything funny that you think we should put, maybe we can make it a collaborative experience. Absolutely, yeah. I was thinking, fun. yeah. And, like, we should have them help vote on superlatives and stuff moving forward. Oh, that would be super fun. Mm-hmm. Be, like, so- social media superstars. This episode <laughs> is written by Michael Grassi. We've mentioned him a few times. He's been writing on Riverdale since season one. We stan. He even co-wrote last season's finale. I don't think we mentioned that. We, we, yeah. we were talking about it last time. But well, good for him. Okay. This episode was also written by Will Ewing. Now, this is his third Riverdale episode after The Red Dahlia and Fear the Reaper, uh, which is the one where the Jones play Griffins and Gargoyles. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That was fun. Because there was a silly fight between his mom and... Does that ever happen to you in D and D ever? Where my mom came in yeah. and fought the woman who had me beaten to death. Right. No, that's never happened. Weird. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, Will's first writing credits, and they're always shared with another writer. So I think he's 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 uh, and they're all in 2019. So he's very new to this room. Yay! Congratulations. Congrats, I really like this episode. Uh, this episode was directed by Pamela Romanowski. It's her third Riverdale episode after The Great Escape and The Raid. Okay. Great Escape being, you know, my favorite episode. And The Raid was really cool, too, so I'm a big fan of hers as well. We stand a legend. So, uh, Caitlin, where would you like to start this week? With uh, Archie and Reggie, Betty and Ke- Kevin, Jughead, Veronica, or Cheryl? Let's start with uh, Archie and Reggie, because this is definitely the heaviest storyline. Cool. So, uh, since the 4th of July... Archie and his friends have been eating at Pops every single night. Did you do the math as well? No. I I did the math. I was like, how much? I mean, I guess Pops must be really cheap. Pops 
definitely gives them free food at this they point. Have Veronica to. owns Pops. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Does she? It's very confusing. I guess she must own Pops. She owns Pops. She must not have to pay for her food. Right. None of them should be paying for their food. In which case, it's probably just not very good for you, but I would absolutely yeah. do that. Well, apparently it's great for them because they all look they amazing. They look amazing. So, and honestly, no harm, no foul. Archie's been, you know, at his gym slash youth center. Yeah, do people sleep there still? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, Mad Dog, you should just, like, come to school with me. I don't, I don't really know the rules of, like, signing up a new student. It's but apparently extremely easy. In Riverdale, universe. apparently you walk into the school and you can audit any class you want. I live here now. Yes. Uh, Mad Dog's like, I don't know. And Archie's like, football? And he's like, all right, I do like football. No, he doesn't say that. He says, ah, oh, the pig skin. Like, how old are these people? <laughs> are we sure Mad Dog isn't like a 21 I'm telling you, it's somewhere between 1962 and 2048 in this town. I'm just very confused. Uh... Then everyone's hanging out at, I think, the Jones house. It could be Archie's house. No, it's the Jones's house. When um, both couples decide to just go off and have sex. That's so fucking gross. Oh I mean, God. I just, I feel like at this point they might as well do it in the same room. With, I thought they were going to. I the, really did. With the way these people just go to town on each other. And, like, they've all kissed each other at this point. Well, I know Archie, it's happened off screen, but Archie and Jughead, Jughead have to have kissed by now, right? Of course, obviously. We're still waiting for the on screen version. <laughs> yeah, that's in the flash forward. But uh, I did like the bit where they where they woke up late for school and they all had to get ready really fast, like they're a family. I guess they don't have any parents. Who's Betty staying with? Jughead. I guess. I think Betty lives with Jughead now. Ew. In her old house that his family now lives in. And now he's going to boarding school. Right, so she might just live with his family. Weird. So weird. Uh, there's a new principal named Mr. Honey. Kerr Smith from uh, The Runaways, right? Huh? That's the actor's name. I don't know. I can from, Google From the it. band or the show? The show. Not, not the all-girls band from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, Kurt. who is he in Runaways? He's the guy who's like the not head of Scientology... Guy, that That's is him, right? One hundred percent, not that person. Are you sure? Really? Hold on. They look just exact. Oh no, that isn't. Is it? You're talking oh. about the uh, the dude from Nip Tuck. Oh yeah, no, they just look a lot alike. This guy, I think, is from Dawson's Creek. Then who's that guy from Runaways? It's the guy from Nip Tuck. Yeah. Thought they were the same person. See now, that was not true. Hold on, no, we're gonna figure this out. I want to figure out his name now. Well, his name is Christian and Nip Tuck, I think. No, the actor's name. No, I know, but... Julian McMahon. Yes, they look the same. No, one guy's got, like, 20 years on the other one. They look the same. I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to find a picture, and we're going to discuss this. Maybe put it on the Instagram. <laughs> it's funny that, yeah, we'll, we'll Instagram poll that. Are they the same person? That's how we're going to work out all of our differences from now on? I think that's easier. So it's weird that we're just pretending that Principal Weatherby was, like, this kindly authority figure when he's been yeah, he's just, like, a roadblock in all matters for three years now. Yeah. In our lives, personally, as well. But whatever. Uh, Archie brings Mad Dog in to meet Coach Clayton. Uh, Mad Dog introduces his name as Monroe, and uh, sure, we can call him, we can give him his human name now. I guess, yeah. He's a person, but despite all the abs. Archie keeps calling him Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah, um, I think Archie, Archie has problems with, <laughs> right, yeah. like, like, I don't know, Monroe 
tell him that you don't like being called Mad Dog because that was your prison name. Right, right, exactly. Your fight club <laughs> against the, your will name. To the, to the end of this of, of Baby Teeth's death, they still called him Baby Teeth, so... That's true, that's sad. Anyway, Reggie's looking at Monroe like, my God, he's beautiful, but like in an angry way. Yeah. I couldn't really get a read on him at first. I was like, is Reggie <laughs> in love with Mad Dog? Or? I think we get it, but... Uh, be more chill. It is funny that Archie said this is going to be the best season ever when it's so early in the season. I didn't even know Archie was going to continue to play football, but good for him. I, you know what? I'm happy to have football practice back. Sure. It's it's a human thing. Would you rather him get into more fights at his gym? No. I would, or or, I not or to start it. more vigilante groups? I would, or, I would definitely prefer football to another let's just Let's just football. let Archie play some Friggin' football. Suddenly we're, like, begging for the thing that we... That we did like in season one. I liked football the entire time in season one. I think it was just that the problem with music first. Every couple episodes they could have done, like, a big sports, like, episode. I like sports movies, even though I don't play sports. Yeah, I don't know sports, but I do understand that this is now... This feels more like a real high school than whatever the fuck last year was. (laughs) So, uh, Monroe brings home a catch. Uh... And Reggie's dad is just, like, hanging out uh, on the track, just yelling at his son during football practice. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. But also, remember how last year we all knew that he was an abusive asshole? They did mention that really early last year. No Uh, one did anything. And, like, it took a while. Yeah, none of the parents were willing to do something. Uh... And then, you know, the cycle continues. Reggie takes the abuse and throws it at Monroe and starts coming after him. We're really going to do Monroe? Do you want me to call him Mad Dog? I mean, we've just been calling uh, What's-His-Face Cucumber Melon for, like, two years. All right, fine. (laughs) But I guess we could call him. He's mad that Mad Dog is better than him. Uh, Later on, Veronica's dealing with her own plot, but she questions Reggie about whether he, like, let out a gossip piece about her, and he's not. uh, He's wearing sunglasses indoors, though, because the boy's got a black eye. Uh, so Veronica tells Archie that, yeah, Reggie's dad hits him. Like she already knew it and just decided to... I don't think any of the kids knew. No, I think it didn't Reggie tell Veronica. I think Reggie definitely told Veronica. A hundred percent. Did he? He did. I think I can find the episode. I think it was the episode where they stole the car from his dealership. Please. Yeah. So back at football practice, Archie nails a pass to Reggie, but then Mad Dog tackles Reggie... And so Reggie's dad comes in to abuse his son more, and Archie like runs right into the middle, which is always a great idea. Yeah, to get right in the right in the middle of that family business. Uh, but then Reggie again turns around and pushes Archie away, yelling, "You're dead to me, Andrews." Oh, not nice. I thought you know this is this is good realistic human writing. Yes, for um, sure. I I've never been in a situation on either on either side of this, but I I. You you hear about it? Yeah. Oh god, that sounds so cool. <laughs> like, no, like, I mean, like those, it those, feels where like it feels authentic. Yeah, it's your you don't. It's embarrassing, I guess, for it to get out that your parents hurt you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this whole situation with his dad yelling at him is embarrassing as is. Yeah. And then for someone on your team to like come to your defense almost feels he still has to go home with his dad. <laughs> you know, this sucks. Yeah. This whole thing sucks. After Cheryl's party. Archie gets Reggie alone and asks about the eye, and Reggie admits, yeah, my dad hits me uh, for as long as he can remember. So that's terrifying. That's awful. 
um, he was always jealous of Archie and Fred. Aww. And when Fred died, all I could think was, what if it had been his old man? And the feelings aren't the same as what everyone had for Fred. So Archie asks how he can help, but Reggie uh, says that it's on him now and he's going to take a stand, which is which is good. I'm not sure what exactly convinced Reggie to shift this. Yeah, but I'm not also sure. I don't think, like, what would taking a stand mean? I don't know, because they never show... They, they show him beating up his dad's Ferris Bueller car. Right. Uh, but we don't actually see what the confrontation with his dad looks like. He's I'm, like, I weigh more than my dad by 50 pounds. Cool. I don't think, like, attacking your dad back is how to well, get... Being able to fight your dad off, I guess. Yeah, it just sucks. So, he should be removed from the house, probably. Does, our, does Reggie have a mom? I think that they try to limit as many, like, dual parents as they can. Just God so forbid they, anyone has two parents. I, then their parents can't have sex with each other. Right. They, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Archie asks Reggie how it went, and Reggie says that it got them talking. He said some things his dad needed to hear, and he won't. And his dad won't be coming to practice anymore. Which seems, like, really easy for a, you know, entire lifetime of problem to yeah. get to get oh, solved so fast. That makes noises. The table? Yeah. Our audio, our audio problems. Oh, that's our audio problems. <laughs> They're back problems. again. Oh, that's fine. And that's the end of the Archie Reggie plot. Did our, did Reggie kill his dad? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm excited. <laughs> I, 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 I truly just think the plot was like, ah, we don't have time to get into this. Let's just yeah. have it happen off screen. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever hear about this again. I hope at least one more time. Hey, a plot for Reggie. That's something. Yeah. A lot of people got plots this week that I thought would never get plots that were real plots. I, this show really always feels very confident and good and, like, knows what it's doing at the start of the season. It's yeah. great at starting seasons. We're going to see how this goes when we get to the midway point. But it's great at starting things and pretty good at ending things. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. All right. Where are we going next? Betty and Kevin. Good. I kind of want to do Jughead last because this is yeah. the least or last most important thing. So, Betty's hanging out at the Blue and Gold office when Kevin comes in uh, and he's like, I'm I'm sorry. About last season, <laughs> it for us in the audience, like oh, he was just kind of like in the back in the backyard last episode. But right, I know, I uh, yeah. Okay, I guess maybe they put aside their differences. And I and I as soon as the scene ended, I was like, okay, I guess Kevin's been reset to background character that he's been for so long. But they actually did stuff yeah. with him. Yeah, it was good. Betty uh, returns to Charles's office. I Lair? Lair. Headquarters? Where is this place? It looks like it's a basement of some kind. But hope, to what? I hope we can trust this person. I just want an exterior so I know where in Riverdale we are. We're somewhere. Charles has had Kevin under surveillance. Uh, and due to, from his text messages, Kevin is still in contact with Fangs. Sorry, Cucumber Melon. Cucumber Melon. Let's use so his name. So they come up with a plan to develop Kevin as an asset, which is pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, he needs therapy. I'm just, I do like how Betty's like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can manipulate Kevin. Easily. I guess she's really pissed at him. Yeah. People lost organs. People uh, did lose her organs. Her mom her and her sister are just gone. And now they have these two infants that will not age. Probably because the, <laughs> they're missing that time organs. there was that fire ritual with them. Yeah, and now the, the fact that they don't have kidneys, I don't know. It's not good. None of it's great. So Betty and Kevin get dinner together. Where else? 
Pops. Pops. Again, the only restaurant. She uh, she apologizes for how she's been acting and tells him there was a break in the case. A witness willing to testify. Ooh. So she plays It's him. a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kevin waits in the woods for fangs. We don't know which woods. Could it be the gay woods? It's um, the gay woods. <laughs> it's always the gay woods. <laughs> is, is that the only woods? It's the only woods. <laughs> uh, but he won't allow physical contact, Fangs. Oh. Kevin tells Fangs about the witness, but Fangs says that Kevin can't be trusted. Y'all did this to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kevin didn't even do anything where, where, where Edgar was like, you disappoint me, Kevin. I know, it's weird. He literally just trying to be like, Kevin... You stay here. Not you. You stay. All right. Poor Kevin. I don't like you. to be Kevin. (laughs) So Kevin needs to get the witness's name, and then maybe he can be together with Fangs. But Betty, like, he literally turns around for this conversation, and Betty is like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Like, right in front of him. Right there. Fangs doesn't notice her, but... uh, So Betty and Charles question Kevin. He really, honestly, Casey Cott really kills the scene. I think so too. It's he, such a good, powerful he's like scene. Losing it and sad. And, and he also says what we've said the whole time that everyone leaves him alone and doesn't give a fuck about him, and that is true. Yeah, uh, he just wants friends. Uh, him and Kevin, him and uh, Cucumber Melon, though, dating, right? In love? I mean, I think they got cult married last right. year during I guess the musical. They didn't get cult married during the musical. <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> But, but true, nonetheless. <laughs> Sorry, yes, the sentence, they got cult married during the musical, <laughs> right. is pretty unique. That's pretty special. It's sweet. I love it. Big fan. It's just that thought of, Betty, you left me behind all summer. Oh. So, like, straight up, all I had, all, like, and earlier at the time, I was like, remember freshman year when it was just like, yeah. you were in love with Archie and this stuff? No, here's what he said. You were in love with Archie, and I was telling you about my hookups on whatever t- Riverdale's version of Grinder is. And I was like, you were 14. Like, what are you doing on Grinder? Yeah, I don't think you're allowed on these apps. I don't know why all these high school shows have kids online dating. I'm like, you can't do that. I'm sure people Because do. they're written by adults. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. Match.com <laughs> for, for 12-year-olds, it's fine. Eighth graders go on Plenty of Fish, right? No. ChristianMingle.com. Christian Mingle. Farmers only. Farmers only. Uh, later at Cheryl's party, Betty finds Kevin... And she apologizes. Uh, and then she tells him something she really shouldn't. Yeah, why did she have to do that? Why couldn't she have just I, apologized? Kevin, here's the tea. My mom is undercover in... The, oh, actually, so you should dumb. do it. You have the Betty impression. Oh my god, I feel like I haven't done it. That's why it's working. Kevin, I have to tell you something. But you can't tell anyone else because it will definitely move the plot forward if you do <laughs> My mom isn't just a part of the farm. She's undercover with the farm. I don't remember what else. To she which said. Kevin would obviously, what? That's crazy. She sold off all of your college money to the farm. Why would oh, she do yeah. that if she was undercover? Oh yeah, there are some holes in this <laughs> particular story. It's almost like they really thought she was joining the farm. Right, the and then and then in the room at the end, they're like. What if she wasn't really? So yeah, we didn't really we didn't really patch up those holes, but Did she have sex with, with, with Edgar? I mean here's the thing. And You've Edgar's daughter wife? You okay, I hope not. <laughs> you have seen Edgar though. I've seen Edgar. So it's you, true. I you get it. I mean I could continue to see Edgar. Right, I could also continue to see Edgar. So I get that part. But 
the giving away the whatever amount of money she had seems fucked. All I'm saying is that for Betty, it's a pretty risky move to think that her friendship has more value than Shawn Michael Murray. Yeah. Did you say Shawn Michael Murray? Chad Michael Chad Murray. Chad Michael Murray. That sounds like a great name for his brother, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, Chad's my, brother, who's just a little bit less attractive. Exactly. Shawn Michael Murray. Always in the shadow. Um, okay. But she's like, hey, give them, say... Penelope Blossom is the witness. Maybe... We don't know where she is either. Don't believe that. She's a murderer. Uh, She knows... She knew about all that shit because she bought me in bulk. Uh, Oh, yeah. So let's just do that. Maybe you get fangs back. That was hilarious when she did that. And then she was just... I didn't understand what she was saying, but that was funny when she said that. Uh, Then Betty... Betty goes back to Charles in the bunker. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, I told Kevin about mom. He's like, why would you do that? It's like, I am the only real FBI uh, agent. Here. And then Kevin comes in after and is like, it's okay, I did the right thing. Um, found the farm. They have guns. Do you think he's being honest? I don't know. I, yeah, right? I'm not sure. It's I honestly weird. can't be sure anymore because anyone can apparently be uh, taken in by the farm I and convinced have- to do anything. I kind of hope that Kevin actually stays evil, or not evil, or culty, or whatever. I just think it's more interesting if he is. Yeah. Like, it's just more fun. Uh, sure. Also, I think Give they, Kevin something, man. Exactly. And they need to stop, like, I feel like that's the thing. It's like, I'm excited that Mad Dog is here, but I'm like, why do we have another person on this show when we're not giving enough time to, like, many of the other characters? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, relegate them to the back. And it only feels like characters get their due when they're, like, about to leave. Yeah. I'm talking about Josie here. Yeah. When did um, it a Keen premiere? Not for a while, right? Not I guess this. not. Is it a mid-season premiere? I think so. That sounds right. Wow, that's shocking. I would have figured they would have paired it with Riverdale as soon as possible. Well, Nancy Drew's with Riverdale, so it'll probably be Nancy Drew will end. Now, I wonder if that was, like, a whole thing at the CW offices to be like, do we do Katie Keene or, or Nancy Drew with Riverdale? I bet I bet they needed more time to film Katie Keene than they did Nancy Drew. Why? Because I think Katie Keene's on location. I don't know if that necessarily Nancy Drew anything. is filmed, like, on a harbor somewhere. Mm, I don't know. This is my theory I have. All right. Where do you want to go next? Uh, you want to do Jughead last? Yes. Let's do Cheryl. Cheryl? So, Mr. Honey, uh, or Cheryl's been planning a back-to-school dance with Tony. By the way, kind of kind of bums me out that Tony, like, isn't a character anymore. She's just... She's like Cheryl's pet. She's a sidekick now? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. making sure we're both, we're both noticing totally. that. 100%. Uh, Mr. Honey kind of calls Cheryl and Tony in the office and be like, so you've been planning a back-to-school dance? It's canceled. <laughs> like, well, why would you do that? It's like, people died at the last dance. No, he said multiple students were murdered. I was like, who were the other students do you, murdered? Don't you remember? But No, I know, but like... When Benny's just running by all these faceless people who yeah, are but, dead. But who were they? Like, um, they were less important than Fred Andrews. <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't even have a memorial where we see their faces. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They just wanted to make sure we were aware that the Black Hood could be a great serial killer if he just put his mind to it. <laughs> right. His, his hook to it. Sorry. Not his mind. He needed the hook. So how many people do you think died? Uh, enough to cancel dances. Okay, so more than four. They, like, ran by at least five bodies. 
That's insane. It's really funny when you think about it, because I think that means Hal, like, was killing people and then staging their bodies, be like, and I'm going to chase her through here. Right, right. And then through here. There None of you, go. like, I don't really care about any of you. I'm just trying to make an impression over here. It just seems like more people would hate Betty if this was the case. Right. But 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 here's what you forget. But, Everyone in this town can't remember what happened before the summer. Okay, so that's great. Yeah. Thank God. All gone. Very convenient. Except for this guy. <laughs> yeah, he had to come in. He wasn't under the Riverdale spell yet. Not yet. It'll happen. Right. He's actually getting more attractive and more forgetful as time goes on. Weird. That's how it works. Tony walks around Thistle House with a candelabra in hand. The and most finds Cheryl coming out from a metal gate in the hall that she's locked. So this is just friggin' blossom plots. Have you seen the movie Ma? No. Okay, I won't spoil have it. Have you seen the movie Crimson Peak? Yes, I have. That's what this is. It's always... It's not it, Ma. <laughs> it's always been Crimson Peak. There's a specific moment in Ma that's very similar. Okay. Uh... Cheryl comes up with the idea to host a back-to-school party at her house instead, and I only think this is a little bit funny because when I wrote a Riverdale spec earlier this year, I did have a Cheryl plot where her dance got canceled and she hosted a party at her house instead. Wait, that's so fucking weird that you did do that. I did do that. Wait. No one at Riverdale could have could have read this. I submitted it for like one of the competitions or one of the fellowships I didn't win. But yeah, and you like just submitted it. No, no, that was it was like months ago. I know, but like. I'm pretty sure it was after this was written. It wasn't. Oh, weird. Eh, but no. the, it's, it's also one hundred percent. Nothing was lifted from mine. I just think it. I just think it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> that happened to me once with like a thing I wrote like literally six years ago. It's also hilarious that Cheryl was like, you know, at my house where the dead body lives. Right. That's where I'm going to host a party. Feels totally cool to just have a bunch of people over. And apparently she does not lock her metal gate uh, <laughs> when the party's happening. Yet she has a metal gate, so you would think she'd put it to use. So the handout invites walking down the hall while the song called Archie's Party by a band called The Archies plays. It's talking about every character Archie's in the show. Archie's Party, which bothers me so much. They play this song, but and they say in the song, like, Archie's Party is the best party. And it's like, it's not Archie's Party, it's Cheryl's Party. That's my feeling. I don't think they have a song called Cheryl's Party. No, but then don't play Archie's Party until you have a party at Archie's. <laughs> but they did that in season one. I know, and they should have played it then. And the fact that they did it, I feel like it's just a waste of time. Yeah. She even, like, goes up to Prince, or Mr. Honey... And it's like, ha, gotcha, I'm throwing a party. Which is just petty. Honestly, all of this is very petty. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's right, cancel the dance, students die at dances. Right, exactly. At least for, like, respect. She was the one who was like, let's make sure we never have a parade again. Because my brother, who is... Oh my, my god, Cheryl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can never have a parade again, because my brother died years ago. Not Cheryl, connected at all to the Cheryl, parade. Cheryl, um, at the last dance, like, six students died. Fuck them. I want to <laughs> dance. This is going to help everyone. Yeah, no, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl is chaotic. Wow. Chaotic and selfish, and I feel like that's pretty much her personality. I will admit, it's a pretty cool party. I, don't I know, would go. I don't know if this is the same location Thistle House has been before, but I like the exterior party you know, decorations. You know, John, it was a cool party, but was there a skeleton DJ? There was no skeleton DJ. I was just saying... 
Man, we went to this party at the beginning of the month. <laughs> Great that party. Was Skeleton DJ. My buddy threw a party that was basically a CW party. It was awesome. Uh, but my entire Instagram story, like literally like every single thing. Just the, just was the DJ? Just, I was like, oh my God, who keeps posting this? I was DJ, like, oh, 12. DJ, DJ no drinks here? Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> anyway, I know this is a very niche thing to talk about <laughs> we, considering no This one might one. not make it into the episode. Honestly, please leave it in because it's very funny to me. Uh... <clears throat> Reggie is very drunk when he gets down to the metal gate and is like, I'm just looking for the bathroom. I would 100% When Cheryl right. finds him and turns around and the just, just like visible from the hallway is just clearly a sheet over Jason's dead body. Well, at least she put a sheet. Do you think Jason in this episode is a prop or Trevor? I think it's Trevor. Really? I think it's a prop. Really? I think it's a fake body. Well, because it's just too Because the head looks like a plastic head. I mean, maybe. It doesn't look like a like a person with makeup on, and it would be much cheaper to have a fake body. I mean, if this was a real thing, I feel like they could have done a better job at decomposing that body, you know? Cause yeah, but I mean, this is, it's, they yeah. don't, if the babies don't age, right. then how can the body decompose? <laughs> right, it's true. It also works in the It's reverse. still sophomore year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been four months since the show began in the show's time. It's actually been uh, six weeks since Jason Blossom <laughs> was found in the river. Somehow he looks better than when he was found in the river. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. There's a really funny moment. Reggie comes from Mad Dog. He's about to start a fight. And then the police arrive to break up the party. And there's something very funny about the way FP breaks up parties. We're um, just like, get out of here. All right, go. Jughead, pour that drink out. Oh, Jughead's it's whoosh. so great. That was very funny. More scenes like this. Did, Thank you. Did you hear Cheryl being like, oh, no, and now the popo is here. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Didn't catch that one. It was very good. But someone made a noise complete. Someone named Honey. How petty. Why would Honey give his name? He and, wants her to know. And who is making this noise complaint? <laughs> and then Cheryl, the next day, swings by the principal's office where a massive active beehive has been left on Mr. Honey's desk. Again, so petty. I love it. She doesn't not confirm she did it. No. Which means I think the season arc is Cheryl goes to war with the new principal? How long before they have sex? Oh, boy. <laughs> not that long. No, not not the four years it should be. I'm just... Listen, I'm just... You didn't watch Buffy. There's There, there are two pr- school principals when they're in high school in Buffy. The first one is this nice guy called Principal Flutie. Is he, like, secretly a vampire? No, no, no. He gets eaten by hy- hyena people. Oh, my God. That's so sad. The second principal is Principal Snyder, and he is exactly this character. Oh, what's it? And he's like... Miss Summers, why were you absent? And she's like, I was fighting off the hyena people right, that killed she, our last principal. <laughs> there, later on, there's another principal who's like, these kids will eat you alive. And she's like, oh, you heard about Flutie? That's funny. Uh, but like this, this the, I can tell that's the kind of character they're going for here. It's a very funny joke, actually. All right. Oh, I was going to say something about bees. Oh, have you ever seen like a lot of bees in one place? Um, no. Here, let me tell you a story really quick. Oh, boy. I was walking down the street, and I saw what looked like a puddle of tar, but it was just bees. And it was really horrible. So it was, like, writhing It was in our tar. neighborhood. It was disgusting. Oh, cool. That's great. Something to look forward to in the summer. All right. Yeah. F- fun. I know. This is exciting. So, in Veronica's plot, she is telling Archie how she is somehow... In some way, in this world, a shoe in at Harvard. Yeah, 
What? And I may have texted about this earlier. <laughs> Who would ever say that to anyone? Ronnie spent all of last season running multiple failing businesses. And also, like, borderline doing many illegal things. Many crimes. She committed many crimes. I mean, she did, yes. Like, in this episode, people were like, Veronica committed those crimes. And she's, like, trying to stop it out. But, like, yeah, she did. She She, committed all of those crimes. I mean, Harvard, I'm sure, has hosted a few criminals. Um, But also, I just don't think that she... Does she do clubs? Or does she run her own speakeasy? She runs her own speakeasy. For underage children. With gambling. With gambling. Yeah. For her own illegal casino. I guess Harvard doesn't know this. I just... Well, she put on the smart girl glasses. And uh, they're yes. like, hey. She went, uh... Okay. And there's paparazzi in Riverdale. Also, Archie doesn't know where, not- where Harvard is really quick. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He does not know where Harvard is. Classic Archie. Ah, yes. There's paparazzi in Riverdale. It's implied that there's always been local Riverdale paparazzi. It's Rumordale. Rumordale is the name of the tabloid. Right. At first I I was like, oh, Rumordale, like it's just a tabloid, like Us Weekly or something. And then I realized that it is just for Riverdale news. You know, it would have been a great name for a gossip mag about Riverdale. The Riverdale Register? No, Riverdish. Oh, yeah. That's also good. Yeah. That would have been good. Already (laughs) taken. But, uh, but, question about the paparazzi thing. Yeah. They didn't show up any other time. Right. Not during the murders. How big do you have to be to or, get in this or, or, the, or the ritual sacrifices. Right. They've never, no. But one girl sends both of her parents to jail, and all of a sudden... It shouldn't have been, like, from the New York Times. Not the New York that's Times, That's what's but, like, crazy. It's like, now the, the rest of the world's like, we care about Hiram Lodge and Riverdale. Right. And they let him kind of do whatever he wanted for two years. Exactly. Also, like, page seven, they, that would have been a clever thing. Instead of, oh, these are people from page six, page seven. That would have been funny. That's what I would have done. I don't get it. It's Page six is, like, the gossip column in um, the New York Post. Um, you don't read those. No. That's okay. I don't really read those. No. Someone sneaks a picture of the Vixens in the locker room. Some, I get 14-year-old, I don't know. Yeah. He says he was offered $500 for a picture of Veronica. For child porn? But why in the locker room? Like, it could have been anywhere. Be like, Veronica, smile for the yearbook. Right, you could have just gone in the hallway. Right. With your professional-looking camera. Yeah, yearbook, smile, up, sold it to, yeah. You you chose to go in the locker room. You know what you did. You knew (laughs) what you were looking for. It's very disgusting. Uh, Mr. Honey speaks with Veronica, and he's read the article on Rumordale that accuses her of the crimes her father was arrested for, and he's like, maybe you shouldn't go here this year. And, and honestly, I would understand. Again, <laughs> this guy's making very sensible decisions. He deserves a beehive. If I were being made the principal of Riverdale, I'd be like, we gotta make some drastic changes. Uh, get rid of the crime girl. <laughs> the um, girl who blows things up all the time. Is that Cheryl? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out from there. No more dances. Kids die at the dances. I would also cancel musicals. Maybe they should do one of those because they all they always like end in, with, with with like just a lot of terror. Mm-hmm. You know, dead bodies, coordinated clapping. That was. I was like, wait, what happened last time? Oh yes, yes. Chad yeah. Murray stood up, and his child bride was like, "I knew my dad would be here." That's a weird thing, and in, in, uh, yeah, looking back, it's weird. Veronica puts on her blonde wig and goes to visit her dad. Did you know this This identity was called Monica Posh? 
I think I did. I thought it was Monica Potts, but I guess it's not. Posh makes more sense. It does make more sense. Uh, she goes to speak with Hiram, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the source of the article, because I don't like this, so right. I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, fuck you. Yeah. Th- I, of course I'm going to do this, because I know. Uh... Veronica can't leave the house due to all the paparazzi, but she's like, fuck. She opens the door and tells them she's going to have a press conference at her speakeasy, which defeats the point of having a speakeasy. You can't just be like, guys, come to Le Bon Nut. I'm going to tell you everything. Here's the password. Yeah. You get... No, 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 no. But first, she's like, after a special performance. <laughs> first... I'm going to make sure you all have to listen to me sing all that jazz. Okay, so... <laughs> Which, if I were a reporter, no. I'd be like, we should get out of here. This is... <laughs> so this was sexy, right? Uh, not really, no. Okay, but it, would you say if it was done in middle First school, of all, it would be it, sexy? It should have been, <laughs> he had it coming. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to pick a song from Chicago. <laughs> what song? Is that, is that what it is? No, the Cell Block, Cell Block Tango is the name of that song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my two friends did this. Story, story. What's your story? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that was that was I, this episode in Crazy Scoping. My my two friends in middle school, they performed all that jazz, like for our talent show. And like I remember like we were joking recently, we were like, that's kind of a sexy song to do in middle school. And I and I watched this and I was like, this is definitely a sexy song to do anywhere. And especially for Papasi. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, I do like the way this ends, though, because she sits down in front of them and is just like, yeah, I... Everything I did was under duress of my father. Not entirely true, not entirely untrue. She's not standing with either of her parents at their trials, to which I'm like, finally. Obviously. <laughs> finally, you've given up on this family. But I also feel like she hasn't, and I feel like if Hiram made a donation to, like, a animal shelter, she'd be like, oh, but maybe... Daddy he's, changed! Maybe he's a good man underneath all those... God, she's suits. so easy to trick. So easy. It's disturbing. This is why she keeps coming back to Archie, too. So dumb. Uh, Archie really proved he was dumb this week, right? Like, I love Archie. He's such a sweet boy. But, like, he needs to know where Harvard is. Like, he... <laughs> like, I... Like, that's so... That's... For all we know... No, it's because Riverdale as a town exists in a face space and just teleports around the United States at any different time. Like, it's, it, it's, it is a town in motion. He doesn't know where he is in relation to anything else. One week, it's right next to next to New York. Another week, it's up in Washington State. I, I guess that's true. Who could blame someone for not Right. It's, it's impossible. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry, Archie. Uh, also, Veronica's changed her last name to Gomez. It is, won't last, but... Is that the name of someone from the Adams family? It is, right? Gomez. Adams. Yeah, isn't that the dad? Yeah, for the long time I was like, why does that sound so familiar? I was like, for some reason, because like I feel like her like kind of pseudo-posh goth look, which is what I think Veronica embodies, um, I was like, she could be like a sexy member of the Adams family. I guess, yeah. You know? I, like I don't the more know she like, yeah, I would. I don't know what kind of music she listens to. Actually, I'd be really interested to learn that. Never mind. I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Totally fine. <laughs> Jughead's plot. He is introduced to a guy named Mister Chipping, but also this guy was in Supergirl all last season as uh, Agent yes. Liberty, and he was super good. Sam Witwer is a great actor. Is he a bad person or a good person? On Supergirl, oh, he was a he was a villain. 
they he told this really it. cool story where this guy was like uh, very very liberal and uh, and very much like a like a good normal person. But his dad was like kind of racist, except it was against aliens and not people from foreign countries. Right. Uh, right. And then they show this whole episode about how he his views like shifted and how he was he was pushed oh, no. to become like a radical right right wing guy. But about and aliens. Then, but about a, aliens. It's not a metaphor. And then he like leads this this like. Seriously, last season of Supergirl is crazy good uh, because it's all about like exactly what's happening in America. But, but like, but like, yeah, wink, wink. But nudge, but nudge. but the, the the rise of like these alt right white supremacy groups that are like trying to find and hurt alien citizens on the street. That's crazy. Yeah. It's deep shit. Yeah. No, it was really cool. It seems more political than our Riverdale podcast. Much more political <laughs> than our Riverdale podcast. But this guy's great. And I'm really interested to see what what's going to happen here because he does manic super well. Interesting. So I want to see this guy get a little bit manic. He was on um, Being Human, the the American version of Being yeah. Human. He was the vampire. Well, obviously this guy is a serial killer. Like in the show. Oh, maybe. Huh. I, mean, I mean, they're all serial killers. Everyone's right. Anyone yeah. who's an adult could potentially be a serial killer. But all the children are pure and good. Well, yes. I mean, basically. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Mr. Chipping is offering Jughead a spot at Stonewall Prep. He didn't win his competition, but, you know, well, you're pretty good. Uh, come to my prep school. Uh, for senior year seems so weird. No. I mean, I guess if you graduate from somewhere, that's what people are going to see on your resume. Right. So. I took a grad-level screenwriting class during my junior year of college. But that's different than you transferring school senior year of college. I I think this it's only a positive to have it on his record versus not having it on yes. his record. Yeah. Just seems like I would never do that. Like it would just upend your entire life for one year. Wouldn't that be less stressful than upending your entire life earlier? Because no. he's only got to do it for one year and then everyone's life is already upended. Fair. I just don't think that they usually recruit It's fine. Seniors. He'll be dead by spring. <laughs> so thank God, man. <laughs> just saying. No, I'm kidding. Jughead's cool. Yeah. FP tries to push Jughead towards it when Mr. Chipping is at Jughead's house. This guy's just following Jughead. Didn't this happen in another... Oh, it happened in All-American, kind of, where he's transferred schools. Yeah. So... But no one got murdered in All-American. No one got murdered in All-American. I mean, they did, but, like, in realistic ways. Right. Actually, people did. Get no one murdered. got serial-killed slashered in right. All-American. Right. Yeah, no one was wearing a giant wooden tree costume. Jughead and Betty go to Stonewall Prep, where this guy named Brett starts showing them around, and he refuses to call Jughead Jughead and calls him Thought Forsyth. Thought he was the teacher, I'm going to be honest. Thought he was the teacher He's until Clearly not the one. same person. Uh... Mr. Chipping shows up and invites Jughead to a salon, which is very French New Wave. That's uh, a pr- way to be pretentious about a book about club. About a book club, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Betty is clearly uncomfortable by the place, but... She is really... She's, like, kind of a, a little bit annoying about where, it. I wonder where this school is. Oh, it's somewhere else. Right. That's, that's what right. we know. But, but, but is it in somewhere else in relation to, I don't know... Sabrina's Magic School that's also nearby but somewhere else. It's like we How many schools are in this area? It's like we've never ever heard about it and everyone has an opinion about it. It's like 
when the Warblers first appeared on Glee. It is like, they're like that. you know, that really nice prep school that's four four blocks down the street that everyone wears the nice clothes to. I was immediately thinking Warblers when I watched this episode. Yeah, it feels like that. I thought they were going to do Teenage Dream. Right, right. Brett takes his hand, leaves him upstairs, yeah. sings Teenage Dream. Amazing. And then Jughead falls in love. So good. Bye, Betty. <laughs> hey, they've got vegan, keto vegan, raw keto vegan. What would raw keto vegan be? I thought about it. Air. Air. Water. Yeah. Just drinking a lot of water. Yeah, I don't think there's much that can fall into that category. The salon, the discussion group, is going over Moby Dick. And they kind of just get pretty surface level. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not that impressed with this. Jughead's like, the whale symbolizes nothing, which is what every high school kid wants to say all the time is what it symbolizes. Nothing. They just picked a thing. You're stupid. Yeah, but like, I guess he's right because he... I don't know. I never read Moby Dick. Here's yeah, but there's also that authorial intent thing where you're like the author doesn't get to decide what their stuff means at right. the end of the That's day. That's fair. Because uh, what it means to different people, it means to those people. Also, They're high schoolers. They're allowed to be this dumb about Moby Dick. I don't know why I'm expecting more from them. I mean, it's not really dumb. It's just like I feel like they could do this at Riverdale High. Apparently, though, nobody in Riverdale High gives a fuck. There is something incredibly funny about that scene. What the one that comes later, where the teachers just. Like, did anyone yeah. do the summer reading? No one. And then it's just, like, awkward starting class, and I'm like, we did want school in this. I don't know what we <laughs> asked for this. <laughs> this is what school is like. This is what we did. Uh. <laughs> oh, poor Jughead. His mind is just being molded by stupid, stupid people. <laughs> it's so sad. At the party, uh, Veronica asks about Stonewall. She thinks it's pretentious. And if Veronica thinks something's pretentious... Well, yeah, because, like, Veronica definitely could have gone to this school, right? She chose to go to public school or did her mom choose public school because they had no money at the time? Why didn't her dad mm. why didn't her dad try to send her to the school to be like, oh now you won't see Archie anymore because you'll be going to a different school than him. Let's just have him arrested for murder. It that just feels bad. like this idea could have been implemented years ago. Yeah. Uh, but we were too busy with the murders and the and the G and G and you know what I'm talking about. I want to throw him in prison for life instead. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 think bigger. <laughs> I want to own the town. <laughs> then she won't date him. <laughs> it's so stupid. But Jughead liked the salon because people read Moby Dick. The bar solo. The bar. <laughs> the bar for white people. Oh man. Uh, Betty is going to support whatever decision he makes. But the next day at class, when no one did her did the reading, Betty's like, "Oh, screw this," and just walks Jughead out of class. The teacher says and does nothing. So no wonder why everything is the way it is in this town. Yes, exactly. No one does anything in school. They just walk out of class to have sex or whatever. Right. Um, or whatever. Or in this case, send your boyfriend off to a much better school. Like immediately, like mm. right now. Go, go. You're going to be late for class. I was like, what's in school? Like, it's, a, it's a day. Like he's not going to get credit for half a day at Stonewall. Like, he's just going to go home. Yeah. And pass. His, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he lives there now. Why are they always trying to put Jughead in a different show? I know. I thought that was weird. I also thought it was kind of weird that he was a boarding school. Like, Yeah, that wasn't made clear at no. first. No. It was like, you'll live here. Or are all prep schools boarding schools? No, I don't think they are. I think prep just means preparatory. Cause For my, what, though? My parents went to like a, a prep, like a school with prep in the name, and mm-hmm. it was just uh, college prep. Yeah, okay. So that's what it means. Well, then maybe it would want you to stay over, because that's part of what college is. Yeah, but I don't think it necessarily means a boarding school because my parents' school wasn't. All right. Uh, Jughead comes down in his new school uniform. Doesn't fit super well. Uh, 
No judgment, though. I don't know. I don't know why I even felt a need to mention that. Uh, <laughs> Just a dig at Cole's oh, yeah, Wow. <laughs> Wherever you can. That's really rude of me. <laughs> I apologize. Fine. It's fine. You won't ever listen to this. Rodell has an excellent wardrobe department. FP tells him that his grandpa went to Stonewall for a bit. So I'm sure that'll be a whole thing. But apparently he never finished. It was like really short. Maybe it's because of the sacrificial murders at the school. That's all I think about. It would be, you know, be the funniest thing is if Kevin leads Betty and Charles to where the farm is and they just turn the corner. It's like, but that's just Stonewall prep. Exactly. <laughs> and then Jughead sits down for class and Chad Michael Murray walks in to start teaching. It's but like, we're going to learn about organ farming today. But he has like a mustache on. <laughs> right, right. And his Tell- name is Sean Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Nice. Yeah. What, way to go. Yeah. Amazing. He's like, Jughead, you're going to have a great year. Cut to spring break. Everyone's searching for Jughead in the woods. And that's how the episode ends, which is yeah. honestly for Riverdale, really low key. I know. The way to start off the season. They're not jumping too deep into things right away. And I, I'm, I'm, this feels like season one. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in it and let's keep this up. Well, okay. So I, I get, it does feel like season one kind of in terms of like, the middle part of, like, the kind of more mundane school stuff. But I I feel like there is no... If it wasn't for the slash forward, if you just cut that, what would these episodes be about? It would be setting up a new status quo, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, just be like, oh, Mad Dog's going to school now with, with our Archie and the gang. Uh, no one Jughead's but Archie will not. <laughs> Cheryl still has a dead body in her basement. <laughs> See, it's like all these Veronica's, Veronica's still, like, nothing started yet. Veronica's, it's just like, here's where, what they're up to now. Because last week was, we're, we don't have time for that. We have to focus on this one specific thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they'll have stories going forward. But yeah, this was a, like, it was so low key that like not much happened in their lives. Do you think that, that okay, so like, I think that they're, instead of doing like a big mystery, like the Gargoyle King, or Black Hood. And I think those two mysteries became so bloated that we don't really need that again. Yeah. Like, I think maybe they got so wrapped up in the mystery of Jason Blossom that, like, we need to do one of those every season. But we have these long seasons, so they need to be bigger mysteries. Yeah. But, like, season one kind of functioned because it wasn't all that all the time. You know, right. they first they had to deal with Archie sleeping with a teacher or they had, or like uh, mm. Jughead and Betty started courting each other. That was cute. Because they're always great at love stories. It's like break people up so they can have love stories. I know. I know. I think that they're very comfortable with the Veronica Archie, uh, Betty Jughead thing that they could switch it up. Yeah. But yeah, no, it doesn't really feel like there's much of a mystery right now. Like, except for what will happen. But it's, it's so far in advance that it's almost like, okay, but like everything could change. So I hope that what they're doing is they're going to tease it out and Stonewall Prep is going to be a part of it. You know what I mean? I think Stonewall Prep is going to have its own thing going on. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know what Archie's plot is going to be this season, like, at all. He's just fine right now. Yeah. So we'll see what terrible thing happens to him next. I think Hiram gets out of prison. I think Hermione gets out of prison. Is this uh, is this Rumor Mill? Did we start? Oh, should we get into Rumordale? Rumordale? New de- new name for it. Rumordale. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. We love it. We stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we kind of did it. <laughs> that was Rumordale. <laughs> I think, uh, ooh, wait. 
do you, where do you think any of them are going to college? I wonder, do you think, here's the question that I actually have. Are if, they going to reveal Riverdale College, like, just in town that they can all go to? Do you think this season is going to end at the end of sen- senior year? Yes. It seems weird that it's going to continue. I just don't think you can do a 22-episode season and be like, and that was half a year. I know. Then that's true. So, yes, I think it's senior year. I think... It, you know, every teen show has to figure out what it's going to be when the teens get to senior year of high school. Yeah. Luckily, they have all year to figure that out. I think they're going to skip college. You think they're going to time jump? Yeah, that's my theory. I think they're going to go to their schools and the title will have to mean something different. You know, the spirit of Riverdale is with them wherever they are. Yeah. Or something. I think One Tree Hill did it right because Although, it was about the town. And they all returned. And if they do time jump, then they can be in the same timeline as Katie Keene. I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I like. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Weirdly, TV has a really hard time doing college as like a setting yeah. for its shows. Well, I think it's it's if you start out in a college show, it's a little different than if you continue into a college show. I guess. Hey, props to Veronica Mars for doing high school, then college, and then adult life after that. That felt, like, very um, natural to me because I didn't feel like Veronica was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I felt like all those characters She was tied leave. to that town, yeah. Yeah, I felt like all those characters kind of had a reason to stay. Because I, of the trauma? Yeah, and it's not necessarily, like... The thing that I hate about certain high school shows is that you'll go... You'll do this big graduation thing where it's like, oh, you're going to North Carolina, and you're going to NYU. We're never going to see each other. Just kidding. It's a season... Next season, and we're all going to see each other. And we all are roommates. And we all, you know, it, like, feels like... Right, it doesn't feel like you're leaving anything behind. Yeah, but if you do a time jump, you can be like, we haven't seen each other in four years. How are you going to navigate this? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Be like, wow, you haven't aged a day. Amazing. In fact, you grew into your age? (laughs) Weird. Weird. You now seem exactly like the age you are supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. um, And then they'd be able to freely drink and all that. Or maybe none of them go to college. You know, Nancy Drew, she didn't go to college. Yeah. That's how that show exists. Which is actually super cool of, like, you know, there's that unique thing of you live in your hometown, but everyone you grew up with isn't there anymore. Yeah, I and like that. People your age who are still there are, the are like, it's such a small crowd that, like, oh, now these are your friends. Nancy Sorry, Drew is that's still, who you have. And Nancy Drew is still great, by Didn't the way. see the second episode. Real good. Quality show. Um, okay, let's jump into superlatives. I want to... I had an idea to evolve the superlative section to make it more freeform and just, like, if you think anyone, you know, like... Yeah. Who who from this episode would be most likely to succeed? Okay, let's do that, then. Most likely to succeed. Um, well, Veronica, because she's a shoe-in at Harvard. Uh, Jughead, I think, maybe, yeah. in this episode. I Though think so, I'm too. I'm pretty sure he's going to be recruited into a secret society that his uh, grandfather was probably recruited into and then got kicked out of because XYZ. Who knows? Any other characters kind of deserving of a of one? Any moments where you're like, best I think this was superlative and I want to award that actor or character for that moment. Best couple. Yeah, class couple. Class couple. Uh, Betty and Jughead because it was actually really cute. Because they... This is something, yeah, I think Betty and Jughead are the only ones where the characters gain something from being in a relationship. Yeah. Where it helps their plots move along. Uh, Archie and Veronica don't. Cheryl and Tony. Tony literally is just an accessory to Cheryl. Yeah, I'm hoping that changes. 
Yeah, maybe it's just this episode. Yeah. Um, oh God, I don't even remember any any other superlative kind of stuff. I wish I knew more off the top of my head. We'll make a list for next time. My school had like best smile, but I don't think anyone has that in this episode. That also feels like a weird thing to just award. most likely to take over the world. Oh, um, Mr. Honey. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Let's do that. I think the I think the temperature just lowers whenever he walks in the room. Oh yeah, icy chill. Uh, okay, Caitlin, what are you what are you looking forward to right now, or what what's what entertainment's on your mind right now? Apple TV stuff. I'm excited about the really new, the new M Night Shyamalan series, Servant. Um, interesting shit. That's all. Right. Sorry, what, watch you've the, watched this all, haven't you? I have not. I have not. I've watched the trailer. Interesting shit. I've heard literally nothing. Exactly. About anything coming to Apple TV Plus. You're not paying attention. Even the shows that my friends work on coming to Apple TV Plus. What shows do they work on? Or who do you know working on a show? Fine. Fine. Cut it out, John. Tell me after. I, 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 what's it about? So it's about, I don't know, but there's a baby involved. And here's the thing, guys. Then why are you so excited? Because here's the thing. I don't know if you noticed this about me, but I'm a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I texted you about it today. Did you? Yeah. The Sixth Sense. I make Sixth Sense references all the time. I tweet uh, about The Sixth Sense I just, constantly. I did not know you were a big M. Night fan. I'm a huge M. Night fan. I really love him. Still? Still. I actually... What'd really, you think of Glass? I hated it. And I had a fever during it, which made it really bad. But I love him. Like, I love his movies. I'm just a big fan. I had this book about The Sixth Sense when I was a kid. It's, like, my favorite movie. I think it might... It's, like, Heather's is my favorite movie and The Sixth Sense. Those are my favorite movies. My old roommates loved M. Night. Really? You remember Martin? Yes, what? Martin's a massive M. Night fan. Martin? Yeah, Martin, like, loved After Earth. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan. I'm sorry. Are you only a fan of M. Night Shyamalan... Best movies yes. or all of his movies? Well, I guess... You're either an M. Night Shyamalan fan or not. Okay, I'm a fan of him at his best, but uh-huh. I also don't hate him for his So, words. like... Have you ever heard that quote? The Last Airbender. I haven't seen that because I heard it. After Earth. No, these are... The, Lady the, in the Water. Lady in the Water, I don't think I've actually seen. The Happening. Okay, I have seen that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, it's naming M. Night movies, it's, and you haven't, you're, I, I don't, I, I'm here, questioning you. Okay, here's the thing. I love him at his best. I believe in him, and I'm excited. Okay. He hasn't done TV. Oh, no, he did, kind of. He produced Wayward Pines. Interesting show. He produced. Okay, you're being really mean about M. I don't like his work. You're being really mean about M. I think... My dad. I think this guy <laughs> pulled off a couple really good movies and then never evolved from there and may have even regressed <sighs> as a talent. So sad. Because I went to the M. Night Shyamalan-a-thon... Where they showed Unbreakable, followed by followed by um, uh, Split? Split, followed by Glass, and Unbreakable is still the best of those three movies. I thought Split, Split was good. Split is pretty good, uh, and I think Glass is like you hated Glass too. Glass is flawed from its from its like most basic idea of a plot, <laughs> which is can we convince these characters that they're not super? Which I think is a flawed thesis when the previous two movies were all about, no, they are super, this is real. Yes. I also think that um, I had a fever and I barely remember a lot of it because I was very unhappy when I was watching it. But I do remember looking over at Chelsea and being like, 
how much longer is the movie? How long have we been here? And she was like, an hour. And I was like, she's like, I know. Yeah, because it's a slow, long movie because they never leave one location. They keep talking about this building and then they never go to the building. Right. And is that a subversion of expectations or is that like, is it clever or is it like, no, you set up something and then you didn't follow through on it? Anyway, this is about me liking the new M. Night Shyamalan series in theory. But like, what is it about? We don't know. Than, There's just a baby. Then no. No. Yeah, how? You can't I'm just... excited. Should I name another thing? No, no, no. I'm just... I'm a dick. <laughs> you are a dick, John, but it's okay. I'm really excited for a movie that you're about to go see. Because I already saw it. That's not actually my one thing, though. Okay, well, you guys should also go see Parasite, because I actually did have... I did yeah, see I'm that. about to go see Parasite. I'm pretty excited. It's this Korean movie that... Uh, you know, I watched the second trailer for today. I was like, this gave me nothing of plot. I would actually, yeah, I would have probably The first trailer that. is, uh, like, basic thing is, guy's poor, needs to make money. You can make a lot of money tutoring for rich kids, but he doesn't actually have a degree in, like, English that he's going to be teaching them, yeah. so he falsifies it. And then things go from there. I won't spoil it, but I will say that... It's it, a satire. It fits really well into uh, the Summer of Scammers, like, or not the Summer of Scammers. Hustlers. Anymore. Yeah, Hustlers. <laughs> well, there's just been a lot of, like, scamming stories and people being really fascinated with people who are scamming. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Fire was this year, too, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Fire Yeah, Fest. so it kind of... And there's been, like, a lot more things. If you actually think about it, it's, like, kind of a shit ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it fits really well into it. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe not even just the summer. Maybe just the whole year. It's been a while. But, yeah. So, wait, what are you looking forward to? Okay, this is extremely nerdy. Yeah, it's X-Men comics right now. That's cool. I know nothing. So it. you've seen a couple of movies, right? No. Wow. Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay. I so, actually don't even know if I've seen one movie. There's this writer named Jonathan Hickman who is really good at coming into ideas, coming to series that have existed for a long time and bringing some crazy new ideas to them without ever with, by using all the pieces that already exist. He never has to invent something new. He uses the stuff that, from the history of just these characters have existed for so long, all these pieces, and he's like, what if we arrange them this way and just change the whole world? So he took all the mutants, all the X-Men, and all their enemies who are mutants, and put them all on the same team. The mutants created their own country. Their country is also a living landmass that can create portals around the world they force all of the countries around the world to accept the mutant nation of Krakoa as a nation by giving them three free drugs, uh, a pill that extends the human lifespan by five years, okay. one that eradicates all diseases of the mind, and, uh, and the, the, like an, the ultimate antibiotic that your body cannot like, yeah. learn to fight off. Uh, so all the countries are like, I, I guess we got to make this deal. This is a new country. All okay. the mutants move there. They all have their own language imprinted on their brains the moment they walk into this new country. Wait, but the country's alive? Yeah. What does that mean? It means that it's a living landmass, and everything they have there is biotechnology. They don't have machine stuff. They have, like, houses grown oh, and stuff. that's cool. It's, like, really weird and sci-fi-y. That seems very confusing. And it's and Magneto and Professor X are on the same team, and they're just like, we're, we're, we're not going to lose anymore. This is it. Yeah. This is, we are... We are holding the line. We are forcing them to accept us as a distinct culture, a mutant culture. And 
there's even even stuff that's like, oh, they're going to outlive the human race. They're going to outlive the human race in 20 years. We'll be gone, and it'll all be mutants. Oh, and like, so where now, are humans going? Oh, we're just going to go extinct. All of your kids will be mutants. All of their kids will be mutants. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, and there's an organization of humans who's like, well, we have to wipe them out. And it's happening again, but this time they have, like, every everyone's on the same team. And I'm really interested to see what that's going to be like. And this is a comic. This is a comic book, yes. The X-Men have always been a lot wilder in the comics than they've been in the movies. Here's the coolest thing. Okay. So Rose Byrne played this character in one of the movies called Moira McTaggart. Yeah. And the comics took this character who was a human forever and was like, actually, she's been a mutant this whole time. Like, secretly? Here's her power. She lives out her entire life, and when she dies, she wakes up in her mother's womb, restarts her life over again, and has been reliving her life. This is the tenth time. But how does that... So she time travels? Kind of. Her consciousness time travels back to back to when she was born and starts over with all the memories of all the previous lives. Is her mother a new person, like in present day? No, it's her. It's the same mother every time. Interesting. It's like if you were born in 1992. I was, yes. And then you die 20-something-something. Something. Yeah. You then wake up again, and it's 1992. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. And you remember everything. And you know that if you don't try to do anything different, your life is going to go exactly the same way. But you can do anything different you want. That's cool. It's the coolest thing I can... Like, I would love to have that power. <laughs> but I would not want the consciousness. That sounds you wouldn't, horrible. You wouldn't want to remember everything? No, it sounds horrible. Why? But- well, yeah. So, she first she tries to cure mutants. Uh, that doesn't go well. Then she tries to, like, lead the X-Men with Xavier. And, like, she like e- she's seen every potential future. Yeah. And she's the one leading this run. Going to Professor Xavier and Magneto and be like... This is the only way we survive. We have to break every rule. We, they basically took all previous continuity of X-Men, made it her previous lives, and were like, fresh start, let's go from here. That's and cool. she's like warned them of like all of the stuff that might come in the future. I feel like that could be literally just a movie on its own. It could be, absolutely. Yeah. But it's really cool here. That's cool. So that's what I'm excited about. You can tell John's excited. I mean, I can. You guys can't because you're listening. Because John was doing aggressive hand gestures. And that's why I know you're excited. I can do however many aggressive hands. I just say you couldn't do it. As I want. But you should know that you just did a finger gun when you said that. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. That's hey, all I got. hey, Caitlin, where can, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. You can find our podcast on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Yeah. You. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Patton. You can find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye. Rye. It's spelled W R Y. What a pun. Uh, there will be. Blood. By the time this goes up, I will have a new post on that. Proud of you. Yay. Yay. I'm making myself do it. Thank you. Proud of you. <laughs> that's, I think that's it. Right? Yeah. Do we know what's happening next week? Nope. Cool. Over now, River Vixens. <laughs>